This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Don't say those things. Um, hi, I'm Julie. I'm Kathleen. I'm and Kathleen. We're back again for another episode of How I Met Your Friends. We're back! So, we might be too close to the microphone. Okay, hang on. We're adjusting. Yeah. Um, so, we took what we're calling a staycation. Um, really, what it was is we just needed a quick break. We needed a little bit of a break. There was we're a back. lot going on yeah. outside of the podcast that needed to be And we've never front recorded and over summer, so we weren't sure, you know, like... Oh, we haven't. Because we started in October, right. so this is our first summer, So, and we're halfway through season two, and... And summers are just full anyway. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, yeah. especially... Fourth I mean, of July. Especially at my house. Yeah. Um, so. Tons of stuff going on in Bend. You know, I've got the job at the bookstore. My mom so, was out of town. Like, just lots of crap. So, as Ross would say, we were on a break. <laughs> Don't you dare make that joke. <laughs> okay. So, um... Our last episode was a double friends so that we could get caught up because of so the different stay even. Yeah, uh-huh. so just yeah, so that we could stay even for the the finals of the season 2 so that everything worked out that from now until the end of the season we'll be back to our normal one friends one time at your mother episode. So mm-hmm. um so from now on the numbers won't match up but we will always say what our next two episodes are coming up going to be so that you can watch them along with us yep. um, leading up to our next episode you can send us your friend of the day um, you can really send us your friend of the day from any episode and we happily go back and talk about it because we'll talk about whatever you want to send yeah, us. yeah absolutely we'll totally do that so um i did want to show you and i meant to show you off camera but look what i did off camera oh or i mean off mic it's already two days old. That's a lot. So on my staycation, I went to the South Twin on Sunday with my sister. I stayed under a shade tent for 99% of the time. I was in the sun for 30 minutes and I fried my shoulders. That's because you're special. And, uh, and we're spelling not, it S-P-E-S-H-U-L. I'm special. Except you're not because I'm the same way. I did not put sunscreen on yesterday and my face was so pink. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, I've got it up on my a forehead, bit. a little bit on my nose. Like Yours just cleared up. Yeah, the face. On your face. Well, because I had my face down looking at the water with the baby, which meant I had my shoulders up to the sun the yeah, whole but, time. But a reflection off of the water is pretty awful, too. Yeah. I don't know how my face didn't get more fried. And, of course, I get home, my mom goes, did you put on sunscreen? And I was like, nope. nope. Because my entire intention was to stay under that sunshade. For the entire time and the few minutes, like I said, that I was outside, either we were unloading or reloading or, you know, play with the baby in the water. I was not in the sun for more than 30 minutes. I just hate sunscreen. Like it makes me feel icky Mm -hmm. and it it gets stays on your hands even after you wash them. And then you put that in your mouth while you're eating a sandwich. Yeah. It's not okay. So, um, and I got the kind that's the like actual white stuff that like stays oh, yeah. white on your skin it's like baby version it's waterproof it's really intense because I do burn in minutes and I still ha- absolutely hate the stuff 
So if you guys have recommendations, please let me know. I would love to hear people's sunscreen recommendations because I'm really into the sun shirt that I just got. From, I think that's my next yeah. Like it's a, my next investment's going to have to be and it's I'm not, just going to wear one of those shirts cuz it's not like you're going to be any hotter and no, you can go swimming in most of them and you can You can. The one that I have well, they actually make ones that are meant for that. Because right. we have one for the baby. Like, that's actually part of his bathing suit. It's a right. long sleeve shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just need to actually get my crap together and stop getting sunburned because I will end up with skin cancer on my shoulders. Pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, did you... I mean, you guys had fun on your little trip? We did. Uh, I Trevor, mean, it was quick. Trevor gave a... Trevor made an appearance at home. He was here right. for, for like a li- 48 for hours. For a little bit more than 48 hours. He had 48 off. Um, so he gave a... Basically a flight test to his stepdad to keep him current. Um, because Trevor's a flight instructor. So oh, he can, okay. He can do those things. And then we had a barbecue with my grandma and my aunt and my uncle and my cousin came down. And it was, it was a really good time. And, of course... The adultier adults went to bed while the three of us stayed up and hung out by the campfire. You're and funny. then uh, Trevor and I went to the lake on Monday, which is yesterday, and it was cold and cloudy, but then we got a good solid two hours and we were anchored down and it was sunny and it was beautiful and we just, we, you know, talked and had a good time and just hung out on the boat. Yeah. There were some people like a, a little bit further away playing music. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. Well, let's go ahead and get into our episodes for tonight then, yeah? You ready? I think that's what the people want. Cool. <laughs> um, so we are going to start with How I Met Your Mother. Um, this is episode... Oh, crap. So I'm, like I said, we're mm-hmm. off on the numbers, but it's I, episode it 12, 12. Um, titled First Time in New York. So it opens with Ted uh, talking to his kids, recapping basically the first date with Robin where he says, I I think I'm falling in love with you. And Robin is like, uh, no, No, thank you. And so he says that now that, you know, basically now that they're together, Robin's taking longer, right? Like they've already been together for at least a couple of months. A handful of months. Um, and you know, she hasn't said it yet, but in his, uh, omnipotent looking back, knowing things he shouldn't know because he's older Ted telling us He's whatever. analyzing it. He says, like, she must have felt it when I took care of her. Basically, like, she must have felt it when I took care of her when she was sick, and then she took care of him because he caught the same cold from kissing her, which is pretty cute. And then one night she, like, almost says it on the phone when they're, like, saying goodnight to each other. But then she changes her mind. Right. I truly think, you know, do your own thing, but I truly think that if you're going to say I love you for the first time, it really should be face-to-face, in person. Yeah. I think I... No, I got it in person. But I got a really wonderful, like, love note on my car one time. Aww. That was, like, the reason I was just like, well, I'm going to give this guy, like, a real chance. And then he said it first. And then I was like... Sorry. Turn your... I'm turning it off, off right now. <gasps> you're in so much trouble. I asked Trevor an important question. Yeah, you know you didn't. I did. Um... But so then Robin tells uh, everybody that uh, her sister Katie's coming to visit. She's quite a few years younger than Robin, and she remembers like seeing her, you know, as a kid. Watching The Little like, Mermaid, drinking yeah, Yoohoo. Drinking Yoohoo. That sounds like a rad Friday night. I'm yeah, in. Yeah. 
And so Ted's like, well, then I'm going to take the day off and we'll take her to the Empire State Building and it'll be amazing and we'll spend time with her and I'll get to know her, which of course, like, it's it's, it's not, not necessarily exactly the, true. Well, no, it's not necessarily the equivalent of like, I'll help you take care of your kid. But for a woman who doesn't have kids, for a guy to be like, I'll help you take care of your little sister is a little like, oh. It's kind of like, cute. Oh, okay. Um, and so they hug and she is like going to say it and instead she says falafel falafel and so then the next day at the airport when they're waiting for katie um robin and lily are talking about this and lily kind of laughs and is like you said falafel instead of i love you and lily sarcastically says it's almost as if you'd never said it to a boyfriend and that's when and robin is like right making a face right and she has i mean robin can not play poker not even a little bit. Like, she really has... Because you look at her and she's just like, oh, well, actually. And so it turns out um, that she's an I love you virgin. And so they use the metaphor of Barney's freeway theory, which he had explained, you know, recently. We don't see it. It's another flashback. That there are exits to every relationship. You can exit after six Six hours. Six hours. Which is when he does it with most of the girls that he bangs while they're in the shower. And Robin says, oh, girls immediately feel the need to shower after having sex with you? Yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. And then four days, three weeks, seven months, which is when he predicts... He predicts that's when Robin Robin and and Ted Ted. are going to break up. 18 months, 18 years, which would usually be when a kid is out of the house. Yeah. And death. And at that point, it's like, come on, sweet salvation yeah or something like that and so then robin tells lily well i've never been on the freeway i usually get out about the three week mark Mm -hmm. when they do something annoying that i don't like that's fair okay i get it i mean in that sense robin is playing or robin's character plays into the more masculine traits that we think of like barney or like dudes who are like oh well this girl's being too much drama i'm out yeah right okay um, and so Lily says to relax, you know, like, it'll be fine, you know, you'll say it when it's time. And so then we see her sister Katie um, get off the plane or, you know, this is, and of course, this is after 9-11, but like, they're in the airport at the, like, check-in that... No, well, oh yeah, they are. You really can't even do that now in no, Portland. You have to drop people off at the curb and book it. I mean, you can if you're with an underage child. And she is technically, she's under technically age. underage. But she, Robin and her friends wouldn't get a pass to be in the pickup area. They would maybe be down in baggage claim. Mm-hmm. So, I you mean, didn't even think about that, which of course, you know, hi, it's TV. Um, and so Katie is played by Lucy Hale, who, if you're not familiar with her, uh, was one of the leads on Pretty Little Liars. She was Aria. She was Aria and for I a really love long that time. Show. I do too. I, mm. um, and, and I didn't really know Lucy Hale before that. Like I was watching. I didn't either. Pretty Little Liars before I was watching How I Met Your Mother. Uh, because... I watched. Yeah, I did watch part of Pretty Little Liars before I really got into How I Met Your Mother. But I I had only seen her in a couple of other things. Like, she was in um, Traveling Pants, too, I think. Right. She's one of the little sisters or something. But in that sense, like, I wouldn't have really picked her out because she's, I think, in it for, like, a really short... um, amount of time Wasn't and I was, she also in like um well she's a singer too of, oh yeah she is a singer but i thought she was in the remake of um what's the lucille ball movie oh cheaper by the dozen you're asking oh except maybe she wasn't but that's where i'm picturing her 
She was on an episode of the OC. Um, she was in a series called Bionic oh. Woman, which no. I have no Wizards of Waverly Place for a couple episodes. This other show called Privileged, which sounds very familiar. Yeah. Um, oh, Cinderella Story. I didn't yeah. see that. Um, well, wait, is oh, she and Baby in it? Daddy. Or she's in... Okay. And then... Um, and then How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, her, her main thing that I know her for is Pretty Little Liars. Right. So, anyway, you know, beautiful girl. Like, she's just... And good casting because oh, she yeah. does look enough she looks like enough like Robin, Robin to be that a it's, real sister. Yeah, that that's pretty awesome. So then, as they like they wave to her, but before she starts heading over to them, this guy walks over and basically like sticks his tongue down her throat. He doesn't basically. It's there. It's, it's all it's the way all down his throat. There. It's it's super gross. And so um, they walk over and they introduce the guy. Turns out this is her boyfriend Kyle, who has friends and family in new york as well so he decided to come on down and he's like a sh- super short dude i mean this little guy is like five foot you because know lucy hale is really tiny of, he reminds me of um very early on uh christina applegate married with children the little brother david faustino he does look like i mean he acts okay. like him too okay um and so she's like, this is my boyfriend, Kyle. We've been dating for two months. And Kyle, like, makes a pass at Robin. And then and basically. And Lily that yeah, like she's you're, really pretty. You're hot or something. And Robin says a thing that I literally say to Allison all the, all the time. I love it. And she goes, you say things. And so whenever somebody says something where I'm kind of like, what? That's and I'm just like, you say things. Like, it's almost kind of like, did that really come out of your mouth? I can't. And so, like, he's got the spiky hair, and he's got the, I mean, he's just douche. He's very 19, or not 1990s, he's very 2004 douchey. So douchey. Like, I'm waiting for him to put on a trucker hat that says Ed Hardy. Do you want me to tell you, I'm going to tell you a fun fact about him a little bit later. Oh, okay. Okay. But Robin says, okay, well, let's head to my apartment. And Katie's like, no, I'm going to the hotel with Kyle because it's our anniversary. And I promised him it was going to be a special night. It's a special night. Wink, wink. They're going to have sex. And Robin is so upset. And so Robin's not having it. No. So Katie goes off with Kyle and they all, and the adults (laughs) all go off to the bar. And so she's just down in whiskey. Like she's just, and I mean, she's drunk. But she's like, you know, you guys have to help me talk her out of this. And all three of the guys are like, uh, to Why? talk a, a girl out of sex. No, I, I don't, don't know, know how, how to do, do that. that. And Barney's like, I don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of gross because we were talking about a 17-year-old. Right. Which I mean, like 17. And I, and even that is beyond Barney's rules. He's like, oh yeah, what's no, he's terrible about a 17-year-old? That, yeah, she's the 11 not, months that she's not Not 18. yet 18. Um, so, I mean, he does have a little bit of moral standing but not yeah much. not much um and so basically they're like you know we like what can we really do and so she's like you guys have to help me i'm you know i'm not good at this and and somehow lily says yeah because it's two o'clock and you've had three whiskey and sodas and robin's like i know that's me. what i'm saying that's what i need also, your help with where, where did she go where did katie go she went to the hotel with kyle well, well right that's what i'm saying like okay you just pick up your sister from the airport who's telling you her grand plans about romancing the stone and you let her go away with the boy that she wants to 
do things with. Well, I mean, I think she physically couldn't restrain her. She's a 17-year-old. If she wanted to scream, there's nothing... The cops aren't going to make her go with Robin. I mean, technically, she's 17, and yeah, But Robin's point, not her legal guardian. At this point, Robin is her guardian. I don't know. It. Okay. You just don't send your kids to me if you want them to have a loose and free summer. Well, no, I believe that, but not <laughs> everyone is like you, dear. Watch the movie 13, because it's scary. Oh, yeah. The movie is messed uh, up. It's... Um, but so they go to the Empire State Building, and what I'm not sure of is, is that the same day or is that the next day? Because we, we know that Lily's making the joke, hey, it's two in the afternoon. Right. But then that means that she would have spent that night with Kyle. And so that gets, you're right, it gets a little... It's a little wonky. I don't, I think... Oh, she, no, I think what happens is there's a voiceover and he says that she called Katie and convinced her to come to her apartment after all. So that first night... Yes, after the you're bar, right. yep. they get Katie back to so Robin's the apartment. So the Empire State Building is the, the next, next day. So the next day they go to the Empire State Building, and Ted is being, capital letters, super annoying with facts. He is every embodiment of a dad in this sense of, like, I don't care about how many stories it built in a week. I don't care. Do you? I want to know all the architectural things ever. <laughs> That's fine. And you, so then you would have fun. And I'd be like, well, I'm not going to go up the Empire State Building in the first place because I'm so terrified of heights and elevators that I would be a puddle on the floor. So you should just leave me in the bottom. I went on an architectural walking tour in San Francisco. Get off me. No. So Ted and I would have a grand old time. That's fine. But, but, but he needs to know his audience. And we haven't yet seen. Well, he seen does know his audience. His friends. It's no, his but, best friends and Barney and the girl he's banging. Uh, yeah. So, Robin, um, breaks into the super annoying facts and figures with an analogy that she's waiting to go to the Empire State Building with someone special. And then Lily says, yes, I waited. And Marshall's like, it's good to wait. And Everybody's don't do- so campy about yeah. it. And don't do drugs, except pot. Except pot. <laughs> and what does he say? Except natural things like pot or something. I don't think he even says, no, he just says and pot, except pot. Yeah. Um, um, so so Ka- Katie's like, uh, what the hell? You told all your friends that I'm going to have sex? Right. Which, A, that would be enough to shut it down for me. Oh, I'd be pretty pissed. I'd be pissed, and I'd be embarrassed, and I wouldn't want to do it anymore. Um, that's how my dad found out that I had lost my virginity, because my sister told her mom, who then told our dad. That's icky. Oh, it was a... Parents, I, parents are the worst. They thought that they had my best interest in heart, and that while my dad went out of town, my boyfriend was going to come over, and something bad was going to happen, and I was, like, going to get pregnant or something. And so then it, it was... Wait, so you did some planning? No, so my dad was going to go out of town. Uh-huh. I was going to stay at his house with my sister and make sure she went to school every day. Okay? Right. Right. Stepmom steps in and says, no, I don't want that to happen because Julie has a boyfriend and if she comes over, I'm afraid there'll be a party and something will happen. Oh. And Brittany will be around it. And I was like, I was not going to have him come over in the first place. Like, why would I do that? His parents wouldn't have allowed it either do you know what i'm saying like it's not like i was gonna be like oh my dad's gone it's a school day come on over okay but anyway so that's how my dad found out yeah that was a fun time i'm not even sure that my parents know whether or not i'm a virgin (laughs) (laughs) sorry (coughs) i apologize to the listeners out there i'll have to fix that later don't say things like that to me well you don't know i might be (laughs) 
Okay. So, but Katie makes a point that she says, I know you lost your virginity when you were 16. And, and Robin Robin's goes, like, how, how do you know? know? Yeah. So, Katie found Robin's diary in, in Robin's old room, room slash Katie's new room. And Barney jumps in and says, I will pay you $10,000 for that. Okay, would you? What? Would Did you it? take $10,000 for your sister's diary? Oh, gosh. I know. It's a real conundrum. I don't think either one of my sisters kept a diary no. with anything cool enough. Brittany doesn't at all. And well, I very and rarely I, did. I only did, like, for a short time, several times, and it was more like a dream journal. Yeah. I'm going to put this out there, and I'm not sure she still listens anymore. I made her listen to a couple episodes. I wouldn't do it to Brittany because she would murder me. Oh, well, hundred, you'd be dead in your sleep. Yeah. Brittany pulls no, like, she would kill me. I know. It's not worth $10,000. Now, on no. the other flip side of that, just as a funny, there was that meme going around that said, would you slap your sibling for a million dollars? And I commented on it, and I was like, Brittany, slap each other for splitsies, and she's like, done. Yeah. <laughs> or punch, or whatever. And I'm like, I would punch you I for a million dollars, and then I would give you some. <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> um, so, uh... Katie says that she and Kyle have basically done everything but. So, I have a question, and I don't want to get in... We're not going to go into too many specifics. But in your circle of friends, or in your high school at this time, because, again, we're about five years apart, Mm -hmm. was there a difference between a big V and a little V when it came to virginity? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because we had that. We definitely, amongst my group of friends, classified it as, did you still have your big V or your little V? We didn't say it like that, but there were, I mean, losing your virginity was definitely meant to be penile. P penetration. Yeah. Okay. And. Or, or it had to somehow be sex organ penetration, not digits. Right. Right. Except Whether it was, there was no clarification on what, like, lesbian or oh, gay that's sex true. was. No, I so, agree. So, anyway, I mean, yeah. yes, Sorry. there was a difference, and right. there was, like, you oral and whatever I didn't do any of that until well after high school so I was not educated yeah so but so basically Katie says so in my head Katie still has little v because she says that we've done everything but no that means she's got the last well okay yeah so she's got the last bit of it okay I see your little v big v little v I was thinking like big v was right absolute virginity and little v was everything else but like you're slowly edging away the v right everything but got it so, Robin plugs her ears and does la la la, and Katie keeps talking. And when it goes, when she stops talking and she unplugs, Marshall goes to, to Lily, see, even Kyle gets to do that. What do you think he was talking about? What do you think Katie said? I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what 17-year-old girls would be willing to do. That Lily w- wouldn't. Yeah. I think it's anal. But I'm just going to leave it at that. We're going to stop talking okay. about it. Okay. I just had to we'll, because... We'll broach it at another time because Lily and Marshall's sex capades comes up right. multiple times. Because they're, they, they they're have a good time. They're open. Yeah, they have a good yeah. time. Um, but basically, she's just like, I need you to wait for a nice guy. And Katie's Maybe it's like, a threesome. Yeah, but that would still be... I guess you could make out in a threesome, but that... Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can have a threesome without actually having sex. Okay. But I don't, wouldn't think Marshall would want to do that with Lily. He doesn't want to share, and neither does she. It would still, in my mind, it would still be something that just the two of them do together. Maybe it's something that he would like, 
I'm not talking anal, but like maybe maybe it's like some male anal. Some like dudes it. like that, and yeah. some girls are not okay with it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry, we're back on track. Um, we are a very sex positive podcast. No, it's true. You so. and I both used to be in right. the business of sexual health education and yep. talking about it, and I'll nice. answer anybody's questions as long as they're not personal. Yeah. Um, cool. So Katie says, "Well, I kind of have to because I put it on my MySpace." Such a reference. Well, it's such a reference, but I feel like it. It would translate to if this show was being made now, if someone said, well, I put it on, like, Snapchat, so, like, I have to, or... Could be. I told, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so Facebook, not so much, but, like, but, oh, I said it on Twitter or Snapchat or... So, here's the thing. In 2000 and... What was this? 2005? This should be six or seven. Hold on. So, when this was coming out, I had MySpace forever from, like, beginning of high school on. And I did lots of really elaborate things. I learned how to code a little bit. Um, but I had just recently gotten Facebook mm. when this was on the air. So, see, I live... So, this is 2007. So, I was back Oh, I didn't from, even get it until 2000... Oh, maybe... I don't know. Yeah. Seven, nine, So, this something. episode aired January 8th. Uh, 2007, so I had a MySpace because I got it when I moved to Reno so I could meet people. Right. And then I got a Facebook when I moved back up here in, like, 2006, 2007. No. I, I think I didn't start yeah. Facebook land until 2009. Yeah. But I was um, always behind the times. But I still think we're getting to that point again now where if you said, like, oh, I changed my... Like, you don't even need to change your... Um, Oh, yeah. I barely got my uh, MySpace. I barely got Facebook nine years ago, yeah. sometime in 2010. Um, but I, it would it would translate to, like, whatever the kids are doing these days. Um, I'm really not sure. I feel like it's more like Snapchat and yeah, that's what I mean. Reddit and something else. But Well, that's what the kids are doing. Right. So it would be like when you, you know, like you're, you're MySpace official in a relationship or you, like, you were Facebook official and no one even, I haven't changed my... I mean, it's going to stay single no matter what, because I don't care. Well, right. But also, it does show up in your newsfeed. Right. And that's when people start commenting. Validation. I like it. I know. So then Katie's like, well, I'm going to get out of here. I need a clove. Okay. And Lily Lily's says, like, oh, oh, I remember clove. Which is, which is funny, because that's, that's so, in my opinion, more 90s than even 2007. That is more 90s. Because... In 2000s, the kids around me were smoking the menthol crush. Oh, I love Camel those too. crush. Yeah. So I did learn how to start smoking on cloves and it did not feel good. It's really hard on your lungs. None of it so feels menthols, good. Oh, cloves. Ugh. Cloves are the devil. All cigarettes are the devil. Eh, that's true. So Robin's like, you know, this can't happen. She's my little sister. She's too young, you know, and all these things. And um, throughout this whole like thing oh no I haven't gotten to that part I'm nope. skipping ahead you are. sorry so she was like yeah I was 16 and they kind of talk about it so we find out so Ted was 17 you know Marshall and Lily were 18 because they had sex with each other and then they realize they don't know Barney's although Ted's like well Barney was probably 12 and Barney kind of so laughs he okay 
he, oh, I was going to skip right, right up to the same part that you were. Okay. And so they're like, where, when, you know, when did you? And, and he, he was, was like, like, wait, what, uh, how old were you? And Ted said, I was 17. And he goes, oh yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And so they kind of push him a little more and he starts giving, he's like, well, I met her when we were at summer camp and, or this camp I up was in the, working. blah, blah, blah. And it's the plot of Dirty Dancing. And it's so good. And so then it cuts to the scene with Johnny Don't. and Baby doing the um, lover boy, come here lover boy song. And so they superimpose Barney's face over Patrick Swayze's body. How much did that cost? And an astronomical number. It's bonkers. But, but, the really big thing, let's not scream and spike the audio too much, is that Baby Houseman, Francis Baby Houseman, is played by Jennifer Grey, better known to us as Mindy from Friends. She, She's Rachel's best friend who then marries her ex-boyfriend. So. Which is just. It's, it. It is full circle. Like, it's so good. It's so good. And so then the gang, like, interrupts them and is like, no, that's Dirty Dancing. It was on recently or something. And Marshall goes, yeah, it was on two nights ago. I just got She's Like the Wind out of my head. Oh, man. Damn you, Swayze. Yep. Um, And I love Patrick Swayze. Oh, man. I loved him so much. I, I love Dirty Dancing. Love Patrick, I love Patrick. So. Oh, absolute favorite movies. I don't care if he's going to kill me. Are you sure Jennifer Grey is Mindy? She's the first Mindy. Oh, okay. She's the first Mindy, and then they replace yeah, yeah. her for okay, the Mindy, wedding. Yeah, yeah, okay, Mindy, a friend of Jennifer. Yeah, she's the first Mindy. They, I, they did replace her because I was like, that's not Yeah, because the proms, wedding, and evil orthodontist right. ones that we just featured in our Best right. of the Best staycation was her episode. Okay, I'm back with you. Thank you. Um, I will also say, and it's okay, it, he sometimes listens, sometimes he doesn't. I call Trevor lover boy. Right. I know you do. And you use it as a hashtag. Yeah. It's fine. And we all like, know about he it. He likes it. Okay. And um, I, in my head, we're, we're dirty dancing. But what I mean is the swan lift. Oh, okay. Like that's. In the, in the, in the uncut version of that, they do that in a lake and it's really hot. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay. So then we hear Marshall and Lily talk about their first time. And so what happens is they're in the dorm room. They're making out on the bunk bed, on the bottom bunk. And no, but we don't know that it's the bottom. Well, we've seen their dorm room already. Yes, we do. Because we've seen it with, with Marshall and Ted. Okay, that's right. fine. So they're on the bottom because Marshall called bottom when they like moved in together. So she says, hey, Marshall, you know, we should wait. We should, we should make it special. And you can just hear in his voice. He's just like, oh. There's so much pain. <laughs> It's so like, much. Like Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher naked. On, like, he's just, <laughs> like he's just trying to calm down, right? And so. Lay back and think of baseball. Right? And so she's like, we could. So he says, well, we could get a hotel room. and We and can she go goes, to a hotel for the weekend. And, and she goes, like, New Year's. And he's like, oh, okay. Because that's got to be really far off. Right, right. Whatever time frame this is, that's a ways away. And so they, they we could listen to Al Green and we can like candles says, and. So, okay, earlier, <laughs> Lily says, or Robin says something about dating a bunch of weird guys, and Lily says, oh, yeah, one time I dated this guy who can't poop unless he's listening to classical music. Mm-hmm. And then now in this scene, she says, oh, we can put on some classical music in the flashback. And he says, no, we that, can't do that's that. That's not a good idea. And she says, why? And he says, it's a long story. So then, yeah, so Al Green, which is way better, or yeah. some, like, um, who else am I thinking of? Uh 
Let's get it on. Yeah. What's anyway. the name? Um, and they talk about a bubble bath. And so then they start making out again. And it flashes to a black card. And it says 12 minutes later. And they're naked underneath a sheet. Or, you know, whatever. And they're just like, that was amazing. And, 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 Ro- he, and Lily he goes, goes, let's do it oopsies. again. Yeah. And or somebody says, let's do it again. And then you hear Ted from the top bunk go, please don't. don't. And this will come back again in even a very upcoming episode. But this is very reminiscent back to Ted in the pilot saying, please don't have sex on our kitchen floor. Correct. And they do anyway. And they do anyway. Because they have, I mean, they're basically a thruple. Without they have, without Ted getting any, him and Lily and Marshall are in a relationship well, together. Well, and we've talked about this too because they wear cute thruple costumes. Oh, yeah. Salt, yeah. pepper, and paprika. Right? They're a thruple. So um, they ended up doing it again. Um can he goes, well, I gave you my uh, my Walkman. My earphones. And my earphones. And Ted's like, yeah. That, that didn't help. That's not how it works. So um, Robin explains that her first time was per- terrible. And so, again, she was 16. It was with her boyfriend, Brian. And so this and flashback. Is to a bright pink room with, with a four-poster yep. princess bed. White canopy bed. Like wrought iron. And they're you know. giggling. Oh, yeah. And she says, are you ready? Or he says, are you ready? And she with her big brace face right yeah and then they start making out a little bit more and And so just as you think he's about to like slip in the goal he go he like rolls off of her and goes yeah i'm I'm gay gay. and she's like oh you know and so they jump back to the present and the gang is like oh no and she's like well i should have known turns out that That was was his room. room all you know the pink the which is a Pretty bad stereotype. It's a really bad stereotype. I mean, it's not, it's not great. Like I don't think I've ever been in a gay boy's room that looked like that. No. And so then uh, his mom comes home. He makes Robin get under the bed. And so, so when she's explaining it to all of her friends, she says, you know, even though we barely had sex, it still counts. And so Lily wants clarification. And she's like, well, what does just barely mean? And so it turns out, and she uses the pool, this pool analogy. So even though he didn't, he didn't dive, dive in, in he you was know, still he's, waiting around. Right, he splashed around. And so it turns out, like, there was no actual penetration. Because, again, this guy, you know, is probably not erect. So, he, you know, and because he felt he's gay. So then um, she's like, so it doesn't count. And Marshall... It's Tuesday. You are in Sorry. so much trouble. I have to take the trash out tonight. I'm going to set this for another hour. Thank you. Um, so, but Marshall says that does count, and Lily says it doesn't. And so, because Lily, uh, like, protests Defends. so much, yeah. like, Barney steps in because his radar is, his gross man radar it. is going off, and he's just like, really, Lily, like, you know, let's Has talk about this. Has anybody splashed around in your pool? Yeah. And so, then, kind of just by Lily's, again, the face, like, Lily... Not a great liar either. Remember, she can't no. keep a secret. And so Marshall... Except she eventually does keep the greatest secret. And so Marshall realizes Scooter. Right. Right? And so Barney's like, who is that? Well, you know, that's her high school boyfriend. They went to prom together. We saw those flashbacks in Best Prom Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Marshall's pissed. So then Katie comes back into the lobby of the Empire State Building and says, you know, I'm going to see Kyle... And Robin says, no, you got to save it for someone special. And Katie argues back. And this is what I was getting to. She shouts in the biggest crowd, well, you've done it with like a hundred guys. <laughs> Robin gets so slut shamed. But she hasn't. That I mean, is we a know, huge number. Well, 
Uh, no, I mean, you do you, but she was feeling like... Oh, no, she was exaggerating. Like that was exaggerating. That's right. not real. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what you want to hear. I still think Robin's number's probably in the double digits. I know that they did that for Ted's like, oh, I got your oh, number. Oh, I got your number. Right, so we never actually hear it. But anyway, this is going to come up on Friends, too, the number. The number right. should not be as important to people as maybe it sometimes is because I feel like... I feel like if you didn't get adequate orgasms out of it, it shouldn't count. That we did, actually we just was, high-fived. That actually was my, like, t- like test for a you know because like in my early 20s and in between relationships like maybe there was a few times where I was like that was a one night stand and you were terrible not gonna count it sorry like you know what I mean like yeah I've eliminated yeah there were some. a couple of multiple night stands that shouldn't count <laughs> amen sister <sighs> um so she says well are you like were you madly in love with those guys do you love Ted and so of course you can see Robin's like face just oh crap crumple you know and so Ted drags Robin over away from the group and is like we're gonna have a private conversation and he's like you don't have to say it and so she jumps back to the freeway freeway. analogy Mm -hmm. and she's like okay look I don't want to get off at any exits but saying I love you means that we're jumping in the carpool lane. And I don't know if I'm ready to get in the carpool lane. I don't know what that even means. Yeah. And, and she, I, you know what? It's a really strong analogy. Like, if you're going to say you can get off at three weeks, you can expand that to being the carpool. Okay, you're sharing a ride to work. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's one vehicle instead of two. You're combining your life. You're making a schedule. You're doing all of the things. Yeah. So I get that. And, and you can be in the carpool lane without a ring on your finger, too. I mean... Yeah, you can. Right? No, but I mean, that's just no, it. No, you it's, really can't. It's whoever's level... If, it's whatever your level of commitment to your partner is, right. is the it's analogy. It's just the joining right. of two, whatever that is. And we know that be Ted's married. been over in the carpool lane with, like, the sidecar of his, you know, motorcycle waiting for Robin, just being like, I'm over here whenever... You know, I, so I'm, she I'm, has... I'm in a motorcycle already, so I still count, and right. you can just jump in. So she's... Except... You said sidecar, and I'm going to say something right now. What? Sidecars are for bitches. Anyone who rides in your sidecar is automatically your bitch. I'd be your bitch. I'm not riding on the back of a motorcycle, but I'd ride in the sidecar. No, that's where... No. Why? I just told you, sidecars are for bitches. Anyone who rides in the sidecar is automatically your bitch. I've been quoting a lot of Garden State lately. I'm going to have to need to watch that. Um, So... So Ted tries to like make her be like, you know, it's fine. You don't ha- you don't want to s- you don't have to say it. And but what comes out is she says, I don't want to say it too soon. Mm-hmm. And he jokingly says, like I did. And she's like, well, yeah. yeah. And he's like, well, what was wrong with that? And she's like, well, it was a little weird. And he's like, weird or courageous. And she's like, no, weird. weird. And so she says, who gives it up on the first date? You're an I love you slut. And he goes, well, you're an I love you prude, and I take it back, which is stupid. He didn't actually say I love you in the first episode. He said, I think I'm falling in love with you. Fine, but I'm saying. Semantics. Okay. But. But he takes it back, and he says it to this random guy walking by who says, thank you, I was about to go jump. jump. You can't jump off the Empire State Building. There's a fence. Okay. Well, you can't anymore. I don't think you could for a really long time. Well, a really long time doesn't mean it never existed. That's true. People would do that in the Depression. Okay, stop. (laughs) So Lily asks... Come at me, bro. Right? Yeah. At us on Twitter if you know 
<laughs> no, I meant jumped. you. Cause... Well, stop. Okay, so Lily asks Marshall why it's such a big deal. And he gives the analogy of, like, the first person on the moon and the first person doing this and the first person doing that. And he's like, because Scooter was there first. Now, first thing before we get to the actual, like, maybe sweet part of that is she's not a person you mark your territory on. There's not a... No. Like, I know at first when he's saying this, I get a very territorial sense that I don't care for of, like, just because you've had sex with someone else means what? You're dirty, you're tainted, you're... Right. He explains it and goes on, it rewrites our history. Yes, but I think for him it's important that he was the first one there, not because of any territory marking, but because... A, it was his first experience, and B, he wants that, he he wants it to be, like, you've never had any other experience, like. Right, but your first time with a new person is still your first time with them, you yeah. know what I mean? It's still a new thing, of, like, you do something different with that partner than you did with the previous one. You have different feelings, you have more intense feelings, you yeah. have more, you know, whatever, and so. For me, because I have been with a few people who were virgins when I met them, to that sense of, like, did they feel worse because I wasn't? Were they... Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it... it. I think it just brings... It's not... It bothers me. It's... The way that he says the, like, scooter was there first. It's almost kind of like... All right. I, gr- that's kind of gross. You get to... You, okay. I mean, I'm... I'm no. We don't have to be on the same page. Yes. Like, you get to have your own opinion, and I don't mean that patronizingly. <laughs> so, um, but what he goes on to say is that, like, it, it does. It rewrites their history of them being this couple that can say, like, we've only we've been only with, been each, with other. each other. We're only going to be with each other. Even when they broke up, they didn't actually, you know, get Neither with anybody. They nope. maybe went on dates or not really. But I don't even think either one of them kissed anybody else. No, I don't think so. Um... And Although at one point somebody kiss Barney kisses Marshall later or has or something true. and Marshall goes, baby, I didn't want him to. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. But Lily says, you know, Scooter only got, she's using the Empire State Building because that's where they are. She's like, Scooter only got to the lobby. He didn't get to ride the elevator. He didn't get to the, the view at the top. Like, right. he just, he, he, back to Robin's pool. He was just, just splashing, splashing around. around. Right. And, I mean, again, that's the kind of, like, the everything but. So, it's 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 whatever you give the most importance to when it comes to, like, your sexual history or right. relationship with someone. And, so, yeah. and Marshall still takes that to heart. He's, he's like, oh, really? He's just in the lobby? And she says, yeah, that doesn't doesn't count. Nobody says, buys tickets to go to the lobby. And Marshall leans over to the same guy that Ted just said I love you to. And it's like, oh, hey, man, how do I get to the Empire State Building? And the dude's like, uh, you're in it. So, you know. He goes, you, sir, are some, something in wise. And you're, this guy's like, I am. I, I'm I don't having know, the best day. I, I was going to throw it away. So, again, and this is going to come up later, like, he, Marshall is very, very purist in whatever happens. His definition is very rigid. Right. Um, so then Katie tells... Or, sorry, Robin tells Katie she's not one to lecture, but you shouldn't make her same mistakes. Why are you in such a rush to grow up? And so then um, older Ted tells his kids, but she did do it. She got pregnant. 
with, with quintuplets. quintuplets. That's five. She, right? And you see her with five little babies in, in her arms at one time, which is ridiculous. Then she lived in a trailer park, and then she died. Of and alcoholism. Then, yeah. Um, and the Pause. kids... Yeah. The kid who plays Kyle was in a very, very short-lived show called Quince. Oh, I have n- no idea. Well, there's your fun Never fact. Never even heard of that show. I, well, I, I said it was like one season. <laughs> But I watched the hell out of it. Okay. But anyway, that's the fun thing. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a, there you go. That's a nice uh, I know. tie I saved together. It. Yeah. I saved it. So the kids are like, come on, Dad. We know that's not really like what happened. What happened? So we find out that Katie didn't do it. And it turns out uh, Robin says it's because Ted talked to her. So what we didn't see was that he walked over to Katie well, after she's she like came. like, texting. Yeah, and like, she maybe had gone outside to have well, her clothes or something. Well, and she was pouting because she, everybody is talking about her non-existent sex life. Right. Like, I, it's true. I, it's, I'm still an awkward teenage girl. You don't get to talk about what I'm doing or not doing. Unless I want to talk to you about it. Oh, right. yeah, for sure. No, I mean, unless, yeah, unless you're coming to me to say something or coming to, like, a... Yes. Yeah, yeah, a trusted friend. So, um... Katie says, well, you know, Kyle is a nice guy. He could have cheated on me, but he didn't. Cause because he knew, he knew I, I would find out. out. Okay. And, and Ted's kind of like, okay. That's, that's that, not why. That is a nice guy. But <laughs> let's just go ahead and time out here real quick. Yeah. Because women know. Even if you think women don't know, women know. Okay. Women always know. All right. And we know how to fucking Google stock the shit out of everybody. Oh man, the internet is the thing that ruined all mankind. Have you, you've never seen that meme? It's like women know, even when you think they don't know, they know. No, I think oh, I don't think I have. Oh, so Ted tells um, his first time story. He says it was a girl named Molly, and he said he loved her, um, but he didn't. He just wanted sex, as all seventeen-year-old boys do. Right, and he he breaks it down step by step. They have sex because he says I love you, and then. 12 minutes later. <laughs> what is it? I mean, that's, a, that's I mean, pretty fair. It's, yeah. It's actually maybe generous for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 12 minutes later, Molly's got her head on his chest, and he's like, all right, well, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. My cousin got some fireworks from Mexico. We're gonna let him off in the woods. Yeah. And then uh, he, she, Molly says, are you gonna call? And he says, oh, sure. yeah. But I'll totally I, call you. But I never did. Yeah, and, and then so... He, and then he asks for cab money, and this girl gives it to him. Yeah. Or even just beer money. It's just basically 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Just give me 20 bucks. So then that that story inspires Katie to go to the hotel room, tell Kyle that she wants to wait, and as soon as she says that, he dumps her. So she goes to Robin's house. She's crying. Robin's consoling her, but, you know, secretly really glad. She does, like, a fist pump it behind yeah. her back. So she offers her some Yoo-Hoo, like she had said, and, the, and watching The Little do, Mermaid. Do you want to watch The Little Mermaid and, and drink Yoo-Hoo? And Katie goes, yeah, if you can put a buttload of Kahlua in it. And Robin's like, okay, don't tell Mom. I'm about ready to try that. That sounds really yummy. Yeah. I mean, if we were going to make a signature drink for tonight, that would have been the one to do. We should have. Yeah, except that would have taken some pre-planning. And, and we, we, we are don't. not on that right now, we, guys. Sorry. We'll get there someday. Maybe, probably not. Maybe I'll post some fun Kahlua recipes on Twitter. So Robin says to Ted, because, um, you know, she's telling him the story of Katie coming to her apartment. You know, that virginity story doesn't sound right. Um, and so Ted uh, admits Retails that it was the, story. the incomplete opposite. Molly said, I love you to get in Ted pant- Ted's pants. She never called and she never paid him back the 20 bucks. Yep. Um, 
And the actress playing Molly is not, but looks very much like Punky Brewster. Didn't yeah, you get that? so I get she that. also is not, but looks like the girl who played Gia on Full House. Oh, okay. And also, but is not Ellen Page. Oh, yeah. She's cutie. She is a cutie. Um, so then they hug, and Robin finally says, but to Ted's back, which is kind of weird, or like behind him. Doesn't actually say it to his face. She says, I love you. Mm, it's not weird. Okay. And they, they, you know, part a little and he goes, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not, it's not, it's a, not nice or funny. Uh, it's, it's a little bit funny because of the thing that happened in the past, right. but it's not a good joke if it were a standalone. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, basically like Robin was ready, waiting for the right guy and she kind of says that. And so then Ted like points at himself. He's like, who, me? And you know, that's cute. And so they finally do go to the Empire State Building the next day, and there's somebody says something about, I can't believe we're finally here, or going up or something, and Marshall goes, yeah, but yesterday didn't count. And so Lily gets him. She turns around, and, and she's, she's like, like, oh, yeah, exactly, because mm-hmm. you were only in the lobby. And so then they say, you know, we've only had sex with each other, which of course makes Barney shudder again, because, oh, they've only had sex with each other. So they get on the elevator, and Ted starts spouting more facts, and they push him off the Everybody elevator. gets their hands together and pushes him out. And so they ride to the top, and he has to wait for the next, because you can only have a certain number of people. And at the top at yeah. a time. Well, yeah. yeah. And so then at the bar later, they ask Barney to finally tell his story, and so he starts giving, like, some details, and Marshall's like, nope, that's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And, and then, then he the does something else. And risky business. And yet Ted's like, nope, risky business. And so then he does a third one, and they're like, that's war games, and there's not even a sex scene in it. I don't think I've seen that movie. So it's an, it's Matthew Broderick, and I'm trying to remember the gal, but it's all about computers, and oh, okay. they have to stop, like, a missile, and oh, he has to code. And, I mean, it's a pretty good one. So he finally admits, and we are going to find out more about this. It'll come up. Later. He was 23, she was 45, it was a friend of his mom's, and she didn't even remember his name. She kept calling him Barry, Barry. who, by the way, is Rachel's ex-fiance. Oh, nice. Thank you. And so finally they're like, why don't you tell us the story about your your summer in the Catskills? And so he's like... Oh, ba- did anyone put baby in the corner? And he's like, oh, no. no. Oh, no. And so then he's, like, drinking his drink, and he's like, but I have to say, I had the time of my life. And then the theme from <sighs> Dirty Dancing starts playing in the background. And we can't tonight, and next weekend we're watching our thing about the reviews, but we will watch Dirty Dancing together very soon. I, I think it just needs to be a random movie night. Okay, that sounds good. When you come um, out. All right, let's take a quick break. Yep. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Kevin. And we're the hosts of the Rinkside Podcast. We were annoyed by the lack of hockey coverage on local sports radio and decided that we were stupid enough to try and provide some ourselves. We have what we call the Rinkside Guarantee. We guarantee that the podcast you're currently listening to is better than ours. We are literally just two halves of one whole idiot trying to fumble through covering the Detroit Red Wings, the National Hockey League, and hockey in general. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Rinkside Pod. And subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast providers. Every time you listen to our podcast, it brings us one step closer to our ultimate business goal of purchasing the Arizona Coyotes and then moving them to Detroit. What? Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Or just another commercial. We aren't the ones who make those choices. All right, we are back, and we are going to talk about Friends, and tonight's episode is the one with the prom video, um, so we have another prom, yes. kind of prom-themed episode. 
Um, so it starts with Joey coming in and Chandler's playing foosball in the apartment. Uh, he gives Chandler $812 and Chandler makes a joke of, if you want me for the whole night, it's it's an an even even thousand. thousand. Um, but Joey says, you know, I'm paying him back. This is for all the headshots you've gotten me and pizza and rent and, you know, basically for subsidizing his actor lifestyle or, you know, career choice. And so, um... But Chandler's really funny. He goes, sweet, now I can get my pony. <laughs> like, it's it's a really awkward joke. And also... I think it's actually pretty cute. Like, I'd be like, do you think that, can, you know... Do you think that Joey just turned over his paycheck? No, I mean, I think it's like, it's probably like, you know, maybe half of one week on Days of Our Lives or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, something where... So he busted out his own checkbook and wrote something for Chandler? No, I think it's cash. I think he just went to the bank. I don't think Joey. No has way, a that was a real flat envelope. You think? Yeah. But eight one hundred dollar bills and then twelve like a ten and two ones? Uh anyway. So eight hundred and twelve dollars, which is a weird amount. Um, but then he also gets him this gold bracelet. And so Chandler opens it and it's not it's... great. Like it's pretty big. So when we were house hunting, um I would say, Oh, this place is Interesting, and that's how he knew that you. It was were code not, for I want to fucking get, run, get out of here. Um, um, but you can basically see that Chandler's like, well, I don't want to wear this, and so he starts to put it away for special occasions. And Joey's really excited, and he's like, no, you know, it's an everyday bracelet. It's engraved, and you have you can, to wear, you can it wear it now. And and Chandler's like, oh, I just, yeah, I I don't want to lose it, wanna... and so. He's, he puts it on, and Joey says, do you know what this will do for your sex life? And Chandler says, As, I think it'll, it'll slow, slow it down, down at first, but then I'll but get then used I'll to the weight, weight, which is basically a masturbation. masturbation. Yeah. But also, um, I'm pretty sure that Matt Perry is right-handed. And he puts it on his left? Uh-huh. Yeah, but I wear my watch on my left so I can write with yeah, my right. Yeah, but you're not doing anything with the your... The stranger. I mean, um, some guys, I've heard about that, or they... They make their hand fall asleep and then do other things, and it's called the stranger. Oh. Yeah. I sorry. don't know about that. <laughs> okay. I know some gross boys, apparently. Okay. Um, okay. So then we see Monica on uh, what kind of looks like a job interview, right? Like, she's walking in the back of, like, a restaurant kitchen with this guy, and um, he says, well, I just want you to make something for me to see, like, what you can do. I want I you to make me... I want to see your talent. Yeah. And I want you to make me a salad. And she's like, well, you know, I can I make can... something... Do more than salad. Yeah, like, and he's like, no, just a salad will be fine. And but I want you to tell me what you're doing as you're doing it. And she's like, oh, okay. And so she starts tearing this head of leaf lettuce, and and he's like, is it dirty? And, and she goes, oh no, I'll wash it. And he's like, no, I like it dirty, which is disgusting. Nobody should have dirty lettuce. No. And so then, you know, she's like, well, I'm going to cut the tomatoes next. And he asks if they're firm. And it gets and she, it gets icky real fast. It was icky the whole time. And then, she, you know, he, he's like, well, how are you going to cut them? And she goes, well, I'm going to do them Julianne. And he goes, oh. And she bolts. I mean. Okay. I'm out. <laughs> her, her, like, stay sexy, don't get murdered was, like, high. Like, you get the F out of that situation. And so then back at the apartment, now here's what I find really amusing. So she's off on this interview. We haven't really seen Rachel yet, but Ross is in the apartment with uh, Chandler and Phoebe and he answers their phone. 
Like, why do you do that? Let it go to the machine, dude. Don't answer other people's phones. So, um, it's somebody calling for Rachel. His name is Casey. It turns out Rachel met him at the movies and they're going to go out. And so Ross gets upset and throws the message away. And he says, I should be taking messages. Casey should be taking messages for me. Or we should have a messaging service. We should be together and have a messaging service. And so he still. Is a answering machine? I mean, I guess, or like, yeah. And so basically, like, he still wants to be with Rachel. And so Phoebe says that it's going to happen. And he's like, well, how do you know? And so she says one of the, a huge defining, like, this is thing of the series. And it's something my friend Amanda and I used to tell each other constantly is because she's your lobster. And of and course. And she does hand motions. Right. But, which we both just did. <laughs> we both did. But of course, Ross and Chandler, like, look at each other and look at Phoebe like, okay, well, she's insane. And this doesn't make any sense. And so, she, you know, she starts to explain that lobsters mate for life, which I think might... I'm not even sure if that's actually true. Penguins well, do, and dolphins do. But, right. And dolphins can be homosexual. But when she says, like, right, she says, in in the tanks, and they're holding claws. Lobsters in the tanks have their claws rubber-banded so that you can grab them and fry, like, cook them and eat them. So it's not the best, like... You can be, you can see them holding their little lobster hands in the tank. What are you looking at? Instead of mating for life, a dominant male lobster mates with an entire harem of female lobsters. He mates with each female one at a time in a series of of serial flings that last about two weeks each. Aww. The mating ritual of lobsters is fairly complex. In order to mate, the female lobster must first shed her hard shell. Yep. Okay, that's fine, but... They're not made they for life. They don't for life. Sad. She okay. should have said penguins. That's true. Um, oh, I, but every here's part of funny. me is shattered right now. When I was in high school, my friend Amanda was like the other person who always watched the show with me at one point in high school. She actually lived with us for, you know, there was some stuff going on with her family. I actually bought her from like a, order it in the mail, do something, a pair of lobster earrings. Because like she, oh, I love you, but she was my first lobster. There is so much of me that is shattered right now. Yeah, Amanda was my first lobster. I'm not even, I'm like, that's second. I can't even get to that point yet. It's fine. Phoebe lied. Phoebe did lie. So, Monica, oh no, Monica was there. I apologize. Monica gets out of the shower. So, it turns out she was there. She was washing that interview off of her. She's like, yeah, the fifth shower really did it. So, they ask her, like, you know, what are you going to do? And she's like, well, I'm basically not going to make rent. And so, no, uh, the way she worded it, um, Phoebe said, do you have any other option or any other prospects or she says something and the she's like, is my option really is good. I'm not going to make rent. I'm not going to make rent. Yeah. Which and so, understood. Right. And so then Ross is like, well, I can lend it to you. And she's like, no, cause that'll just make me like anxious and guilty. And every time I am around you. Yeah. And he's weird. like, well, you feel that way about our parents. So why don't you just ask them for it? And so, um, Chandler is about to say something, but like whips his arm and his bracelet comes flying off. And they, Phoebe says, do you have any other possibilities? And Monica says, there's the possibility that I won't won't make make rent. rent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ross grabs the bracelet and they start making fun of him. Fun of him. Ridiculously. They call him a good fella. And then Monica says something about that must've cost you a few doubloons. Like what the hell is that? It's an old form of currency, and I don't remember if it's French or Italian, but it's basically what they used to, like, sink ships was, like, doubloons was the gold pieces. Oh. So, 
they're they're making a couple different jokes of both that he's really old and also that he's like either French or Italian. That can't be right. Doubloons are a form of currency that was first introduced into Sea of Thieves during the Sunken Curse event. That seems like a video game. Let Probably. Let me see if I can... But it is a form of currency. And so they're... But they're making a couple different jokes at his expense. So then um, later that day, Monica's parents come over and they bring some stuff of hers. And she says, well, you know, why are you bringing this? And it turns out they're turning her room into a gym. But, but not, not Ross's, Ross's, because he has so many trophies and science medals that they couldn't possibly disturb them. And she's like, oh, heaven forbid. So they only brought over a couple of boxes, and then they put the rest in the garage that were destroyed in the flood? Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, but he, but we're going to have to circle back to it. Because no, I know. When we get to the flood, Monica says, you lost everything of mine, except they dropped off boxes at her house. I mean, maybe they intended to bring over more and just do it because they're coming in like a cab and so they can only do like a couple boxes at a time maybe. or something. I don't know. My mom used to bring me like just one carload of stuff to Portland every time she came to visit. I don't know. So I just think that whole thing is I know. So um, Rachel comes in with her dirty laundry and... Clean laundry. Or sorry, with her clean laundry and um, so I'm not sure that we actually know their names yet, but if we don't... Monica, Jack and Judy. They're Jack and Judy. So um, they talk to Rachel about her parents splitting up, like, oh, it's so sad to hear. And then all of a sudden, Jack is like, but your parents have been unhappy as long as we've known them, especially after that thing in Hawaii. And it's almost kind of like, I mean, was there like a cheating incident in Hawaii? Or like maybe or a, like, I don't. Like a drunken, I mean, something. And so then, and then Judy's like behind him almost being like, dude, stop talking. And she so, is doing some serious throw cutting. Yeah. And so they, you know, they're like, no, Rachel, go, go put your laundry away. Just and kidding. They, Maybe that was me. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so down in the coffee shop, um, Phoebe tells Chandler that a woman at a table is checking him out and she does it in a really funny way. She does it in the most bro way possible. Yeah. Like she clears she, her throat and like, she like gets her, adjusts her junk <laughs> and. Which, by the way, that jean skirt... Is super cute. I know. With the little cutout, but uh-huh. then, like, the little patchwork. Well, it's like, it's like she took jeans and yeah. made a skirt, which is... I actually have that pattern on Pinterest to do that. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so Chandler goes over to talk to her and, like, makes a few funny jokes, and the woman laughs, and then all of a sudden the bracelet shows on his wrist, and she goes, I just remembered I have to leave, and just books it. And so Chandler gets really upset... And he's really upset about the bracelet. He calls it the woman repeller. He calls it, like, uh, what does he say? The house of crap. Like, (laughs) he gets, but, like, the Mr. T collection. And so Phoebe tries to talk him down. And while he's still losing his mind and dissing this thing, uh, Joey walks in. in. And so Chandler's like, we were just doing impressions. Do your Marcel Marceau. And Joey leaves. And Chandler goes, that's actually really good. Because he was a silent film actor. So mm-hmm. it was, yeah. So you would really have to have either looked that up or be kind of in the it. moment of yeah. who Marcel Marceau is. Or, I mean, even if you didn't, the joke, the the person itself went over my head up until this, you know, couple recent times of watching. But, like, even as a young adult, just knowing the context of yeah. the situation, like, you can pick up a, at least enough of it. Yeah. Um. So then... Um, still at the cafe, but now it's, uh, 
Rachel's at the counter. Phoebe's on the couch. Ross is there too. And he's like, why is that guy talking to Rachel? You know, he needs to leave her alone. And Phoebe's like, I think she's okay to talk to him. Like Phoebe's just so rational too that she's like, you need, you know, stop. And so Ross decides to go over and interfere. And he pretends that he's showing up to meet Rachel for a date from an ad in like the paper. The paper. This is like pre Craigslist and way pre pre online. This is like MSW, man seeking woman. Like this was the whole because you could put them. It was the same area anyway, and it would you. There was all these little codes for that meant you were looking for whomever or you know like what you were into and like all the oh yeah. If you like pina coladas. Getting caught in the rain. Okay, that was a couple weeks ago. I know, because... but also that's exactly what that song is about. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a personal ad in mm-hmm. the form of a song. Yeah. If you're not into yoga, I think Vanessa would be upset. If you have half, half a brain. brain. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Sorry. the guy leaves, and Ross is like, "You're welcome," and she's like, "I'm for what? For... I'm not welcome for anything." Right? Like, what did what did you think you were doing? And Ross is like, "I'm saving her," and she. She's like, no, you don't need to save me. And she starts getting mad at him. And so Ross tries to explain the lobster and comment. And he does such a terrible job of it. Like, I mean, I kind of I kind of get that he's not Phoebe. This is where, so this, I was feeling like he was being territorial, like you were feeling with Marshall oh, and Lily. No, I get it. This, like, to me, is him being like, nope, you're mine. Yeah, no other Somebody guy can already talk told to you. me. Like, and I can throw away messages from people that call for you. And sorry, something's popping up on my computer and I need to stop. So, um, you know, he does try to explain. She doesn't get it. He asks Phoebe, and Phoebe just goes, Do the claws claws again. Do the claws again. And so um, they're talking at the counter, and he's like, What about us? And and Rachel just says, like, there is no us. You know, I like, liked you. I got claw- clobbered. This is a terrible word. And it's clobbered in time. If she, if she would have said clobbered once, it would have been right. fine. But she said it three times, and right. it was all terrible. Yeah. Um. So when she's explaining this, and I mean this this little one or two sentence thing really gets me. It because, really resonates because I've you know. So she is being very um, clear and concise and not getting emotional and she's saying to him ross i am not yours there is no us and i don't want to pursue this anymore and what she says is you need to accept that and he makes a joke into accept that what like instead of a c he sees e x c like yeah it's like the difference between affect and effect accept and accept but but what kills me in this and I was thinking about this. I don't remember what show I was watching, but somebody was doing it and it was making me really like flashback to, to relationships. I'm a pretty goofy person. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty jovial person. I laugh. I'm whatever. But when I'm having a serious conversation with you, especially with a significant other, and the next thing out of their mouth is a joke, I would kill Chandler. Like, you know what I'm saying? In real life, like I love Chandler, but in real life, I'd probably murder him. Because he can't well, have a conversation. Well, because he doesn't have a filter. Right. right. Like, he just doesn't. And in this sense, Ross keeps trying to make light of the fact that Rachel is doing exactly what Rachel should be doing, which is standing up for herself. 
mm-hmm. which is saying to him in a very clear and concise and not in a, well, I like you, but, but this didn't work out and we never can seem to get our timing right. And, and she's just going, no, dude, stop. She's saying she's, no. I'm putting my emotions on mm-hmm. lockdown. I mean, she is telling him no and he's still pushing back. It's very Ted. It's very unwelcome. Mm-hmm. It's it's what we tell guys and what we tell women, like, don't let him do that. Or, you know, guys, don't do that. Or, I mean, you know. And, I mean, no and means guys, no. No means no, no matter who you are. Right. And that is a really big deal. It can be, no, I don't want you to tickle me. No, mm-hmm. I don't want you to kiss me. No, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. No, I don't want you to fucking whatever. No means no. Yeah. And... You need to know your audience. You need, I mean, you need to really understand someone. And so, like that, again, this just bothers me a little bit about Ross's character of, he actually usually is a pretty serious person. And, right. And so when he's, he's doing this to Rachel, it's to very undermining. get her attention and he's trying to be like, no, but remember I'm cute and you like me and now I don't have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And we should try this. So, um, and so then we're back with Chandler and Joey and Chandler's still trying to apologize to him and, um... You know, Joey's like, why were you making fun of me? And why are you making fun of the bracelet? And Chandler says something really funny. And it's a more British, like, whatever. But he's like, because I'm a wank. And I like the word wanker. I do, too. In that sense that it's kind of a, like a, it's not a nice thing to call someone. It's like basically calling them a dick. It is. And for him to say, because I'm a wank, I mean, I don't think he could say dick at that point on TV. I don't know. And he definitely couldn't be like, well, I'm kind of an asshole. Right. Um, but then Joey goes to his room and he's kind of like, well, you're, you're getting really good at that Marcel Marceau. And so, um, Chandler realizes he's lost the bracelet and he kind of starts well, looking for it. Well, and he says something along the lines of, um, I'm wearing it right now. I'll never take it off or something like right. that. And then, yeah, he realizes it's not on his wrist. So, um, then we are over at Monica and Rachel's apartment and Ross comes in for dinner with, the parents and he's like Monica have they given you any money and she's like no because I haven't asked them right and so he forces her just like she forced him to tell them about Carol and the baby right to say you know she basically says well I'm not working at that place anymore and they're like why and they're like because they told me not to yeah and her mom is just this is this bugs me a lot I mean this this is really hard you got Fired? As if that's the worst thing in the world. Like, you didn't murder someone. It might be you the didn't... worst thing in the world if you're 18. When well, you're, right. When I you're mean, trying to... If you got to... fired for stealing. If you got fired for punching someone. Hers he... was a misunderstanding. And her parents don't even want to hear her side of the story. No. They don't go, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Like, what and, happened? And really, truly, being fired is not the end of the world. No, it's absolutely not. So, um... Her dad is a little bit more upbeat, and he's like, it's okay, you know, you guys have savings. We're going to have, we have to rephrase that just a little bit. If you are in your dream career job, it might be the end of the world. Oh, yeah. But, like, if you're working at a restaurant, and you can go get another one. Yeah. So, sorry, if you are living your dream life with your dream job, and you get fired, we're not trying to make light of that. No. we we, Definitely not. I will cry with you, and if you live close by, we'll go get a beer. Um, Two of them, probably. And so then... Anyway. 
they talk about, you know, how 10% of every paycheck goes in the bank. And Ross says it, and Monica's kind of like, in the bank. She's living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. She's living in an apartment that she probably can't afford, even with rent even control. With rent control and a roommate. And a roommate. And it's, you know, hand to mouth. And Ross is not. And it's just, they're not in the same position. So her dad walks over and pulls a quarter out of her ear. And she goes, anything bigger back there? Nope. <laughs> Which I, yeah, yeah. I would have asked the same thing. Um... So, here's the thing. Can can we skip the part, the rest of the thing about the bracelets and get to the real thing I want to talk no. about? We're so, all right, let's go real fast then. Um, Chandler and Phoebe go to the cafe. He's telling Phoebe that he bought a replacement bracelet for $400. Is it, like, real gold? I don't care if it's real gold. That's still too much money. Do you think Melt that, it down and, Do you like, think that Joey paid that much money for that bracelet? No, Joey's got a guy. So Chandler lost what? his. <laughs> you know, but it's the exact same bracelet. So how would it, you would have to go to the place where, okay. No, you wouldn't. Either way, there's two things to say about this. One, Joey should have just given him the $400 in the first place and made it $1,212 instead of 812 in a bracelet. Because I want the cash. I don't want the bracelet. No. Okay. Second, now Chandler has had to put out, so we've spent $800 on bracelets. That nobody really wants. No. Joey does want it. But then Rachel... Right, exactly. Rachel finds Chandler's first bracelet. Right. Joey comes walking in. Here's the thing. What? It's like giving your partner or your best friend the gift that you want because you speak different love languages. Like... Okay. Joey has the purest of intentions and he's like, you're my best bud. Yeah. You've supported me through everything. I want to show my appreciation, and to Joey, that is oh, the height of yeah. of jewelry luxury. This and is the, when Donna and a gold buys chain. buys Eric the pinky ring yes. because her dad has all the pinky rings, and yes. that's the, the the Italian stereotype of the Guido and the. All right, I'll give it to you. Now, on the other hand, I believe that it's possible my family finally speaks my love language because I get gift cards and cash. Good, thank God. I am old enough to buy my own shit unless you, unless I ask you for something so specific that we go to the store and get it right then, just give me cash. Yep. Um, so then, so Joey comes in and is like, you have two bracelets and why? And so then Chandler covers and is like, this one's for you. Which is the one that is engraved. No, they're both engraved. So maybe that's part of the 400 then. Okay, fine. Um, so then... Joey goes, we're going to be bracelet buddies. And Chandler goes, that's what we'll, they'll, I unplugged it. That's what they'll call us, which is, of course, a terrible homosexual joke. joke. Yes. So then back at the apartment, um, Ross gives Monica a check. um, Turns out there are dinosaurs on his checks. And Monica makes a joke that while I like is also still not the greatest to make to someone who just gave you money. You should always just say thank you. She goes, look, you're a cheapasaurus. Cheapasaurus? I thought she said stingosaurus. No, cheapasaurus. I typed it in and Google Docs didn't mark it as a misspelled word. They recognized cheapasaurus. Okay. So then Phoebe finds... But she does say, no, no, I'm just kidding. She does say, I'm just kidding. They hug and it's really sweet that he can help her out that way. Um, so then they're going through the boxes that the parents brought and Phoebe finds, um, Monica's high school bathing suit, which is large. Large. Um, and they're like, she says, says, what is this? 
Yeah, and she says, well, that was my bathing suit from high school. And Chandler goes, I thought that's what they used to cover Rhode Island when it rains. Or, yeah. Not nice. Don't Not say that. Not even a little bit nice. So then Joey... And also, he... Okay. Um, I might be getting ahead of us, and that's fine, but he has seen Monica that size. Right, but we don't... Yeah. We, I know we don't mm, know that right now. Uh-huh. But in hindsight, when you get to that point and you think back on this, you're like, wow, you're an extra big dick. Oh, yeah. No, and he, not in a good way. Chandler has some fat shaming issues. He he definitely fat shames. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joey finds a VHS tape and um, they're like, well, we'll put it on. And so then Rachel comes home right then and Ross is in the kitchen. So they kind of have this awkward moment of like saying hello after, you know, the mm-hmm. conversation in the coffee shop. And so it turns out the video is their senior prom. And so Rachel goes over and sits on the edge of the chair, chair and Monica is on and Monica's yeah. on the floor. Monica's on the floor, but kind of leaning against Rachel's mm-hmm. knees. Um, they're really cute. And so, uh, but we see that Rachel back in high school had a rather pronounced nose. Mm-hmm. Turns out she had a nose job. And Chandler says... No, that's just what, kidding. That's, that's what, what they, they used. used to cover Connecticut. <laughs> and she goes, oh, they had to fix my deviated septum. Which is kind of like a, um, that's it's an ongoing too. joke for yeah. people who get nose jobs. Um, but Ross really badly wants to turn it off. Um, and there, and everyone else is like, no, you know, we want to watch it. And so, um, it starts with, you just see this dress. You can't really like well, see anything it's else. it's Rachel... Oh, no, no, we did that. And that's how we saw her nose. Just a Right, so ago. Rachel comes in, and then we see Judy this dress. Judy says, oh, there's Monica. And so the camera has to zoom out, and you see that Mon- you see fat Monica, right? And mm-hmm. I'm going to guess she's probably, like, 200, 210. Sure. Okay. Just knowing yeah. what, what my size is and right. height, I'm going to go, that's my solid answer. I'd go So with she's, that. like, a 16, 18. Yeah. Okay. They She's did not, not do her any favors with this dress, though. Oh, it's high collar. It's ruffle. It's one solid color. It sleeves down to her wrist. It's, like, tiered, like, drop waist. Oh, it's so terrible. They did not do her any favors. And I understand that this is supposed to be representative of the 80s, but, like, even that is just... Well, I mean, I'm sorry. It just plays to the fact that underneath it is really a fat suit because people who have who are heavy, I'm still comfortable in my skin. Right. I wear sleeveless dresses. I wear, right. th- I mean, I'm wearing Yeah, I, I know that they are, right. they are trying to cover but it, that. But it's almost as if saying fat people can't show their skin. Correct. It, it's, a, it's got that double, you can read into it. So, yeah. um, and so Joey screams out, some girl ate Monica. Which is also Just terrible. terrible. Um, so she goes over and hugs Rachel and she accidentally gets mayonnaise on Rachel's shoulder because she's holding a sandwich. You ever, ever do that. Don't even hug me with your mayonnaise breath. So basically if we wanted to get into a food fight and I really wanted to make you mad, I would chuck mayo at you. Like a spoonful of mayo. You would not be invited back over at this house and the podcast would be over. Oh, Okay. Oh, no, I'm aware. I okay. got it. It's on. Oh, Good. we're done. So then we see Ross, and he has a complete little, like... He's got Bob G- Vila hair. He's, like, got a little fro, almost. Like, it's the little tight curls. So apparently, um, and there is a joke in How I Met Your Mother about Ted growing his hair out, and somebody's like, eventually it would grow down instead of out. And so... 
That's because curly hair grows exponentially. Yes, it's insane. Um, But he also has a mustache. And so then we flash back to a present and uh, Joey looks at him and goes, looking good, Mr. Kata. Yes. (laughs) And And for the longest time I I was a kid, I didn't know. But I used to watch Welcome Back, Kata with John Travolta. And I watched it. So I didn't know that that was even a show. And my first year at summer camp, they played the theme song. Welcome back. Like that was... Blasting on the loudspeakers as the boat pulled up. That's so cute. And I was like, oh, that's really cute. And somebody had to tell me things. That's funny. So Rachel is talking to Ross, and she's like, what are you doing this summer? And he's like, working on my music. And it's so funny. And so then her sleeves of her dress, like, somehow. Well, it's one of those ones that you could, like, tie them, and they would stay up. Or you could let them, and they'd be off the shoulder, very, like, Jennifer What's her face? They should have. They should have been Just, off the shoulder. Yeah, that was cute. Um, but Ugh. she asks Ross to look at it, and when she turns around, you see young Ross kind of look at her zipper like, "Oh, I don't like, know how to do this." Like, "Oh my!" Like, just there's, he gets. There's a bra under there, right? Like, there's there's skin, and so. Um, yeah, those damn shoulders—they're so distracting. So there's a knock on the door, and they think their dates are here. And so she runs off before he can say, or he says, "What are you going to do this, this summer? summer?" And he didn't finish his question. Right. And so um, their dates, yeah, their dates are there. And Monica's date is this like you know kind of nerdy looking dude. He puts a corsage on her, but Rachel's date hasn't shown up. And um, so Rachel's starting to freak out, like I can't go to my prom alone. You know, this is like I don't want to. You know what's super weird about this is that it's all home movie style and... There's still multiple camera angles. There's multiple camera angles, but that was less... I mean, you would think that the parents would be focusing on their daughter. And it's it's it right. pans out to all the different characters in play. Yeah. Well, again, it's like the... Yeah, the, it's the omnipotent, omniscient third person that's telling the story even though it's kind of from monica's you know like it almost starts as if it's monica's point of view right it's her anyway um so judy tells ross that um he should take rachel and jack says you know you can borrow my tux and so they go upstairs to put him in it he says he says like like, get out of here or something like she says you should do it and he goes not even or something you should take her and so um Ross says come out in the tux and he's he's cute and he grabs the flowers out of the hall vase and is Which like is so adorable. It's so adorable. They're like daisies and you know carnations and, and stuff. Uh, baby's breath. Um, but as soon as they start walking down the stairs, it turns out that the Rachel's date Chip showed up, mm-hmm. and so they just holler goodbye. Don't wait up. We'll see you later. And they book it. So they never see that Ross is standing on the stairs with his in the little tux, sad face, with a bouquet of flowers in his hand. He was totally gonna save the day. Oh, he was. And so when we go back to present day in the apartment, he's over by the front door because and he's he just, he, had he said, just doesn't want to watch turn, this. Like turn, turn this it off. off. I'm leaving. Right. And so he's making his way to the door. And so when we flash back, that's where he is. Yeah. And it almost looks like Rachel is going to burst into tears. Oh, yeah. But what's really sweet is the first person to talk is Monica, and she is ready to cry. And she looks at him, and she goes, I, I didn't can't know you, did you were that. going to do that. Or, yeah, I can't believe you did that. And so with no words, Rachel walks over to him. Just and you just quietly, you deliberately. You think it's going to be a hug. And like me, yeah, exactly. And she just 
full-on kisses him and they hug and they're just like you know whatever and then all of a sudden phoebe goes see he's her lobster Mm. which still stands i'm you know everyone needs a lobster um and so then we end with monica watching um the home video which must have been earlier in the night but it's her dad joking with her like come on let's let's dance you're you know i'm not so old that i yeah, can't do this I can they're gonna like out. you know cute father-daughter dance but it cuts to jack and judy making a sex video and you don't see anything everything's Thank under the covers god you don't see but anything. you hear so much moaning and so many names like they say each other's names like a dozen times it's so gross I and Monica's just there eating ice cream and like she almost is she, so stunned. She puts the ice cream down. She like can't even reach for the remote and turn it off. She's just kind of like, oh god, I gotta, like I gotta get out of this room. Like <laughs> it's just, it's over. I'm really glad I never had that experience. Right. So, um, so this episode is like, it's funny it's because called the one with the prom video, but you don't get there until the end. And right. There's so much context leading up to it. Right. And again, like, the whole thing with the bracelet is kind of like, whatever, you know, Chandler's kind of being a a jerk to Joey, but Joey really, you know, that's not a gift Chandler could really use. It's not, anyway, that, that's a little bit of a throwaway. Like, it's a cute thing with their bromance and them getting into a fight and being like, you know, you should have told me the truth, etc. But, like, obviously the whole, like, this episode is one of those ones that you can't, you can't throw away and go, well, I didn't need to see any of that. It's just another whatever because no. it leads into everything they else. get together. Well, it does for the Ross and Rachel storyline and it does for the Monica storyline too. Like, I mean, she went and had a terrible interview. She didn't get the job. She stressed about her bills. Something else is coming, but it's not here yet. Right. I would say that in this episode, Phoebe would be the one that doesn't really have anything strong going on. Well, I mean, you're right. There's not really a whole lot of, like, character development besides that she can pass for a dude when she's telling another dude that a she, girl like, is... hikes her skirt up. Yeah, she's like, I think I'm ready for my penis now. And, like, the whole, she's your lobster. Like, I do love that they give something like that because no one but Phoebe could deliver something that's that goofy and still have it be so, like, Profound. I... I mean, it's, you know, we're going to get into the the timeline of things when the uh, anniversaries come up this fall. But, like, I've been saying this for 20-plus years because of this episode. You know, my friend Amanda or, you know, joking about, will I ever find my lobster? Like, you know, it's a thing that I feel like I see these on, on, um, you know, things on Etsy that you can get on a pillow now. Or, you know, he's my lobster. Like... It's so ingrained. It's, it's there. It's yeah. part of the culture. It's absolutely there. So who's your friend of the day? Uh, you're going to love this. Ted and Ross. You're going to give... Okay. And why? Well, Ross really is a clench hitter for his sister. Okay. He, he pulls through and, and uh, delivers some much-needed cashola. Plus, he did the really super sweet thing a decade ago on the video right. with Rachel in the prom. And Ted gets it for talking to Katie. Okay. And his architect facts. Gross. You're gross. I know. Um. Oh, I'm going to give it to Joey. Oh, I like that. Because it's hard to pat, uh, part with cash. It is hard if to part with cash. If you've just gotten it 
it's the so here's what's from and Joey's Joey should be going to find financial counseling, just like we all should. Should we all? But you get the money and instantly you want to be like, oh, I'm going to spend it. I'm going to pay people back. I'm going to actually, I'm sure Chandler would have been okay if you hadn't. Like maybe if you'd just given him the $800 or you'd just give him the bracelet and be like, I'll pay you back eventually. I'm, wor- I'm or, working on it. Yeah, or something. Which, at some point, we're going to have to discuss the Joey bill anyway. Oh, God, right? Somebody did the math out there. It's out there. Um but I do love that Joey's first thought of, like, I'm making money. This guy has supported me when he didn't even know me is to go pay Chandler back. And yes. the two of them together are they're adorable. Perfect. I just absolutely love them. So it's Joey. So we are going to um, real quick read some reviews and emails. And you're going to read. Are you going to read some fun stuff from our. Oh, Katja and I have friend? been all over the place in these last two weeks. But I will tell you that she is like a blooper queen. And we talked about um, <laughs> when Chandler says, I want my blue blazer black. <clears throat> yes. And, and then he says. Or, no, not my blue blazer. He says Donald oh, Trump, Trump says wants he wants his blue, blue blazer, blazer black. black. I, I wish we that. could edit that, but uh, we can't. Well, I mean, that's how Joey figures out that they, uh, that Monica and Chandler are seeing each other because they both say they saw Donald Trump in an elevator in Atlantic City. So right. believe me, the cultural context of that is, is does is not there. make me happy. No. Um, um, and then, I mean, we just talked. She was telling me about her weekend and how she had a friend that moved out of town and she came back for a visit and I don't know we just she's she's really fun and I think that we've talked about this we need to figure out a time that we can Skype and get her on for um yeah some trivia or something trivia yeah and she seems fun she let's see she says oh the pot she says the pod was so funny she means us right um when Ross says Hans Hans yo evil twin uh, because now right. we're that's our last episode. But she said, I remember this episode was mentioned in a guessing game in the Sunday newspaper with Guess the Name. And the most difficult hint is this episode was mentioned and that Brooke Shields' character had that name. The next hint is that a, there's a second character with the same name later in the series with the same. I got that one. Erica. Yeah. Oh, so that's a good one. She, that's a good hint for a game, And she's too. like, oh, no, I don't mean just... It wasn't a Friends trivia. It was like the Sunday paper. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So, and we were talking about Fourth of July, and she's like, oh, I would love to be in America one time for, you know, that national holiday. And I said, well, what do you guys have? And she's like, well, we have, like, this really big spring festival, but we don't have a quote-unquote national holiday. Yeah. Like you know, Independence Day or, like, founding. Well, yeah, because those countries are a lot older. And right. And, like, been around for yeah. forever. And so, then um, one other thing that she talked about was when Chandler convinces Monica to do something his way, the same music is played, and he does, like, a happy dance. Oh, and, how funny. Um, like, let me see. In the scene when he gets Monica to sleep with him, to sleep instead of running with him, sorry, the music when he dances back to sleep is the same music that is played after Monica and Chandler has slept together in Central Park. Both situations where Chandler convinced Monica. Oh, I know what she's talking about. That's way uh-huh. ahead, but that's really funny. It is. And, I mean, she's on it. She gives, like, really great quotes, and then we just, we talk about life, and yeah. she's got a summer job doing some part-time teaching, and... That's so fun. Yeah, she's um. she's fun. So I'm going to read a couple of our um, iTunes reviews or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, and then I'm going to read this really funny email we got from a gal in Michigan. Okay. Okay. 
But real quick. What? She also messaged Handbag Marinara. Did she really? Yeah. Did they respond? Yeah. they will. Yeah. Oh, no. Nice. And she said some... Uh, we were talking about the time difference. Uh, it's about nine hours, so when we... Okay. Um, I said, I bet they enjoyed what you had to say. And she's like, yeah, I've been writing that... Writing with you too, but that they are in the beginning of the best part of Friends. Because they're... In season a season and a half three. ahead of us? Yeah. No, just one season They're ahead. in season three right now. So, and that's her favorite. Oh, nice. So, anyway, she's lovely. We talk daily, and it's fun. Okay, you go. So, yeah, we just got we got a couple of reviews um, late last month and earlier this month. I can't believe it's already the 16th of July. Oh, Kill yeah. me. Um, I feel like I may have already read this one, but because I'm not keeping track, I'm going to anyway. So this is from Blair BR on Apple Podcasts. It says, I've been hooked on this podcast since the day I discovered it. The hosts take two of the greatest shows, compare two episodes, and choose a best friend out of each. These ladies have so much chemistry and give flawless commentary on these shows. Definitely a must listen. So thank you. And then we have another one, Doomsaurus. So that's kind of cute. I like that. Talking dinosaur things. Um, this is one of the more interesting podcasts I have listened to. I only have a vague familiarity with both of the shows that are the subject of the podcast, but nonetheless found myself consistently entertained. Doing a case study of the ways these shows overlap is a cool idea and reminiscing about the jokes and story, story beats. That's not something the jokes and story beats. No, is always fun. Maybe like plot lines. Is that like this like story? Like. Sure. Yeah. Um, Keep up the excellent work. So thank you. And then um, a couple more super albino. Julie and Kathleen are fans of both Himium and Friends, and their discussions show that. These two have a great chemistry that leads to fun conversations and surprising depth in some of the best shows ever on TV. Highly recommended. And then one that just went up today. So we. um, This is a fun Apple podcast name. Plasmatic Nicholas Howe. I like that. Um, the merging of the two shows, Friends and How I Met Your Mother, is such an interesting discussion point. I love seeing how the shows kind of go together thematically and such. Love the pod and the shows. So thank you. And then this really funny email that I got last week. So um, this listener's name is Julie. So I had fun with that because there are very few of us around. Wait, I thought we read this already. Oh, no, you read it to me. I read it to you. <coughs> it's good. Oh, I didn't see the picture. Right. So she says... Um, let's see, because she, I asked if I could read it. She says, yes. Um, I discovered your pod about a month ago, and I was listening to episode eight tonight, and you were talking about homosexual hair. So this is when Chandler says, is there something about me? Is it my hair? Yeah. You just have a quality. And I was laughing so hard, and I wanted to share a picture of me with my lesbian hair. I took it on the spot while out walking the dogs, in case you're wondering about the cornfield behind me. Anyway, I really love the pod, and I'm enjoying getting to know you ladies while you talk about my two favorite shows. You make me laugh out loud several times an episode, and I thank you for that. It's hot as fuck in Michigan these days, so I'll take all the distractions I can get. So, climate change, yo. Um, So, it's really cute. She has the, like, um, so it's, like, like, silvery gray with, like, short sides and a little bit longer on the top. But I got to tell you, like, this is what I was going for. If my hair wasn't so curly... Oh, because but your hair is so curly. Well, because as soon as it starts growing out, you can't handle it. But I love this short It's a hairstyle. really good cut. Like, she looks great. And so then, 
Um, I wrote her back and I was just like, I'm so happy that you love the pod. We would love to read your email. And so she was like, since you'll be doing first time in New York, I nominate Ted for friend Yay! of the day. What he did to convince Katie not to sleep with Kyle was so sweet. If I was Robin, I'd have given him my I love you virginity too. Oh. Also, you should never give your virginity up to a Kyle. By a the way, men. Uh, this plus the one with the prom video, this is going to be an amazing episode. So I hope that we oh, did. Oh, Julie, I hope that you have. Not, I know. Not you, Julie. Right. Julie. I hope so, you have lots of exciting things to say after our discussion. And yes. if we missed anything, please. Well, That's what we're here for. If you guys want to, um, to, to let us know something like that in a more immediate fashion than even email, we would love... Twitter or Instagram to is going to get us directly. on Twitter, Instagram, or even Facebook. Come follow us and leave a comment ab- about something on one of the posts where, you know, you're like, oh, I just listened to that episode and I wanted to tell you guys this. Because that's one of the things about... So, like, with watching or with listening to how... I, uh, no. Hey Beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> With listening to Hey Beautiful and one of a couple of the other ones I like, like Straight and Curly or yeah. any of those. What was getting me when I first got into podcasts, because I'm late to the game, we both are, but we're 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 getting there. We're in and we're addicts and we we love it. Is I would want to say things to an episode that was from a year ago. And so I didn't feel like I could go and But you can. Right. And so what was really fun is finding a couple of these um, podcasts on Twitter, especially. So the ladies from Straight and Curly, one of them, Carly, used to also have another pod called The Sweet Teen Club. And it was based off of Sweet Valley High. But then they also just expanded it to pretty much anything 90s. Correct. Which, of course, you know, makes me just giddier than... Ugh, I can't even explain. So Julia is actually in the time warp right now. No! And she's still in 1990. Oh, yeah. I never age past about 94, 95. So. I love it so much. But they made some comment about the other host of that one liking Nickelback. And then one of them goes, okay, we can't be friends anymore. And so oh, I. Oh, dude, I'm all about the Nickelback. So then. Get out. So then I like quote quoted that in a tweet and was just like you I because I think I was at the office up in Portland by myself but I was laughing so hard about jokes about Nickelback because you and I have our few where we're like you haven't seen that friendship over correct or I've done that to Allison where she's like I don't like Butterfingers and I'm like oh, wait not friendship over because then I'll eat the Butterfingers and she won't and that makes yeah me that's happy. fine but like more Butterfingers for if me if you guys are listening to one say back from season one well and especially you're like, because this this last week we did a whole bunch of Throwbacks. throwbacks yeah yeah if you're listening to past episodes and you're like oh no you got this completely wrong and you're we definitely we, need to hear you it. message us like in the moment on any of the social channels and you can absolutely tell us and be like nope it was this way and you're wrong and then <laughs> and we, then we'll and then we might a, say that you're wrong but we'll, we'll have, have a, we'll have a discussion we'll have and a discussion. you know what? we'll just bring it to the table and we will we will figure out what the what the true answer is? We just want to chat about it, man. We just Dude, want to talk to people. All we want to people. do is talk to people about friends and how I met your mother. Yeah, we just want to talk about these two shows. Like I can't get enough. It was really hard not to watch either of them it last was week so on hard. our little I couldn't summer break. Even, I couldn't even go back and watch like season one because oh, I did that a little bit to fall asleep. I didn't. Well, I I've been I've been listening to meditation stuff oh, nice. to fall okay. asleep. Okay. Um. Not that they're going to give me any money for this, but you should check out Headspace. It's like, oh, okay. there you can access some things for free, but it is a paid subscription, which I haven't done yet. Right. Obs. But, um, 
yeah, I, I find that when I listen to that 10-minute meditation, I am out. Okay. Like a light. I will. Which is incredible because, especially when my partner is gone, I don't sleep well. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, I don't sleep at all either anymore. So, um, next week we will be covering the one where Ross and Rachel, you know, and columns on How I Met Your Mother. So, these are both going to be pretty fun episodes. I think especially uh, the Friends episode has some jokes that definitely oh they have some of the best jokes that went over my head as a as, as a, a young child. teen yeah. where I was like mom what does that mean why is that yeah. funny so um we are really happy to be back we are so happy to be releasing a new episode for uh all of our listeners and, and for us I mean, and, for, and us. for us like and we are on I didn't know it. what to do with myself although we did we did get some Julie Kathleen time we hung out oh, and yes. we just it was really nice to just decompress yeah. and not we watched property brothers and we talked about life well and we were watching the act last week oh yeah that show so, is intense we got to finish it except not tonight cuz i have nightmares that's true so um, anyway, we're loving catching up with our new friend Julie and our friend Katja, and it, it's been great with the two of us. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, send us send us your emails. So email is howimetyourfriendspod at gmail Julie is on Twitter at h i m y friends pod, and I'll be taking I I'm not taking over. I handle the Instagram at howimetyourfriendspod. And then we still, you know, we post, post on Facebook, Facebook and it's, it's just How I Met Your Friends podcast. So, But it's um, a lot of overlap of what we're doing on our yeah. favorite socials. So we are halfway through the season, and from now until the end of it, it's go time. It's, it's go time. 12 more episodes to get to the end. So three yeah. more months of this. You're not getting rid of us yet. So, okay, while we're comparing calendars, I actually only have softball until if all goes well and we make the playoffs August 8th. Oh, I know that doesn't really change, though, because we still record on Sundays. Well, right, but it could free up, like, us hanging out time. Oh, okay. Yeah, we need more dates. I know. We need to go to the pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot tub. I'll tell you about a hot tub in a minute. Okay. Well, until next week, um, we really love our listeners. We love our podcast, and we love hanging out with each other. So yeah. we'll see you next time. See you next week. Bye.